Hello, star seeds, and welcome to a new episode of Rooted in Starlight podcast. We are here in September. I'm still not sure how that's even possible. Uh, we've just had the last official summer holiday, uh, and technically, based on the calendar, <clears throat> excuse me, we are still in summer until the 23rd of September, um, but obviously, you know, this is the first week of September, so for places where I know some kids have already gone back to school in August, but for um, the particular area I'm in, in Pennsylvania, this is the week that everyone starts heading back to school. Um, so now that we have, you know, school getting back, uh, major vacation time is over, um, and here we are in the month of September. Uh, one of the things that I do find interesting, we have Venus Direct. This episode is going to be just a short episode on what to look forward to for this month. Um, it's interesting. It's not as probably as super busy as some of the other months have been. Um, I think that's probably a good thing. I think for this month, this is going to be, um, this I think has a lot to do just with uh, readjustment. And <clears throat> on a couple different levels, obviously, with so many planets retrograde, um, you know, that is one of the themes with, uh, with that kind of energy is to see what needs to be readjusted, what needs to be revised. Um, <clears throat> and so what's also interesting is with this many planets right now retrograde, um, there is uh, energetically wise a deceleration in things. Now, I don't know if getting back to, um, you know, family business and school and, and, and work and all that is necessarily a deceleration. Um, but it is definitely um, a place where we can put focus and see uh, what kind of adjustments you want to be making as we now move through the last quarter of the year. We are a few weeks away from the fall equinox, which is the kickoff to autumn. Um, so if you can believe that, that is where we are at. We need to start with, um, you know, I mean, we've been talking all summer about the retrograde planets, and normally the outer planets are retrograde every year for several months. Um, and interestingly, most of, the, most of them go... Uh, retrograde during the spring and summer months. Um, but when you have the personal planets doing that, like Venus and Mercury, then it just adds to, um, you know, just a lot of energy where you're just kind of wondering, um, you know, what's, when's is a good time to make a move or, um, so the good news is that we do have Venus direct in Leo as of September 3rd, it happened at 9.20 p.m. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time. All the times I'll be giving you are uh, Eastern Standard Time. So 9.20 p.m. Um, September the 3rd. 
Venus went direct. Or let's put it, say, yeah, Venus is uh, stationary. Um, so she is, she's at 12 degrees, and she actually will be spending the next week at 12 degrees. She's going to be moving so slow that you're literally going to be able to be, you know, ticking down the minutes of her uh, while she spends them at 12 degrees. She will not actually begin to move forward and take on a new degree mark until the 11th of September when she will move into the 13 degree mark, which means that even though she may still be moving a little slow, um, she will at that point, though, be moving forward. Um, and what is interesting is basically, you know, Venus spent the summer, <laughs> um, or most of the summer, not all of the summer, but she spent most of the summer uh, retrograde. And so I find it interesting that right as, you know, we have this last big uh, summer holiday uh, that Venus uh, goes uh, direct. And what is also interesting is that, remember, Venus and Jupiter are considered our uh, benefic planets uh, in traditional astrology. And what that means is that they are the two planets especially that you look to for, you know, that extra support or the ease of support um, for the, you know, if you're, you know, in need of a blessing or a gift, um, it is Venus and Jupiter that you normally want to be tracking um, to see where it at is, is in the sky, how it's interacting with your natal chart um, or even your progress chart, and then having some idea of, you know, okay, I'll have the support of Venus or the support of Jupiter. And so what we did have happen is that Venus went direct. Remember, Venus is the ruler of Taurus. Um and she went direct the day before Jupiter went retrograde. So now Jupiter in Taurus, a sign ruled by Venus, is now retrograde and will be throughout the remainder of this year. Um, and as I, I've been mentioning that on... Um, several other episodes where I spoke to Jupiter went retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus. He is traveling all the way back to five degrees of Taurus. And um, Jupiter is the planet that is uh, the visionary. And so he's very good at giving you the big picture of the way things work and operate. Obviously being retrograde, uh, that is definitely going to be uh, slowed down um, to a great degree. Um, but what is interesting is that the, the degrees of which he is traveling and that he is, um, you know, going over are also the same degrees that Mercury had his retrograde when he was retrograde back in the um, late spring. April through May, um, 
when Mercury was in Taurus. It was that 5 to 15 degree mark. And keep in mind, Mercury is still retrograde. Mercury is retrograde in his home sign of Virgo. Um, Mercury is all about the details. Um, obviously, he rules over communication. Uh, he rules over um, the way that we like to express ourselves through communication, whether that is speaking, writing, um, you know, whatever ways that we want to engage, uh, you know, even, um, you know, if you're someone that expresses yourself uh, through some visual means, uh, whether that's photography or something, and that's how you're communicating. Uh, Mercury very much is the planet that rules over that. Um, but he also is the planet that rules over details. And being in his home sign of Virgo, Virgo is the one, is the sign. Uh, Mercury is exalted there, and that is where, um, you know, the sign of Virgo is is all about being organized and um, having having things work in such a way that it is functional, um, that can be very analytical. Um, and so Mercury does very well in that sign. Um, so this particular retrograde may not be as intense for you um, as some of the past. Uh, if you are a Virgo, though, you might be feeling it, or if you have a lot of planets in Virgo, um, it could be something that uh, you're feeling differently. What I do think, though, that is taking place, especially between Jupiter and Mercury, and I spoke to this in the uh, previous episode, <clears throat> excuse me, that I did, um, and that is that we have, with Mercury going retrograde, we have Mercury having a conversation with Jupiter, um, and so Mercury will be retrograde until September the 15th. Um, that is when Mercury will go direct. Um, but Mercury is having this uh, conversation with Jupiter, who is now retrograde in Taurus. Um, and their conversation is a very uh, favorable and supportive conversation because they're having a trine with each other. Um, and the, they had their second trine was actually on Labor Day. Um, that was September the 4th. And that took place at like 629 in the morning. Uh, that was Mercury having a trine to Jupiter um, and what was interesting is that for the Eastern time that I'm giving you, that was right before Jupiter went retrograde, because Jupiter did not go retrograde until 1010. Um, and so then Mercury and Jupiter will have one more trine that they're going to be working together on, and that is the 25th of September. Um, and so... There is the one that's already taken place. Um, that was Monday. <clears throat> uh, I would definitely figure, though, that you might still be feeling those effects through at least Wednesday. Remember that planets retrograde are moving very, very, very slow. So at this particular time, both those planets are retrograde. Um, and... Um, 
that's one of the favorable aspects uh, that can take place between them. And hopefully what it's going to be able to do is be able to show you what might be needed, um, you know, especially if there's some details you might be missing or overlooking. Um, this is an opportunity for Mercury to be working with Jupiter, who tends to see things on a grander scale and in a more uh, wider view. And Mercury can be able to focus in and hone in on something that might be needed and might be necessary for um, you to be aware of, whether it's for a relationship or a business project or an artistic endeavor, just something that, you know, um, especially being in the sign of Taurus for Jupiter, um, this would be something that would be important and also practical, something that's going to help you be able to ground whatever it is that you're trying to ground. Um, and so keep that in mind that that energy is working to, uh, those two are working together right now. And then one of the other aspects we have, we are still in Virgo season. So the sun is in Virgo. Um, and the sun will actually have a conjunction with Mercury in Virgo. That's taking place on Wednesday, uh, September the 6th. And that is at 7.09 a.m. Um, so again, this could be something... And especially with Mercury being retrograde, this could be something where the sun is able to illuminate something for you. Um, you know, Virgo is an earth sign. Um, we have a lot of earth energy uh, and a lot of what's taking place this month is taking place with uh, planets in earth signs. Um, and most of it is favorable. Uh, and so that is really important to uh, keep in mind because this is a good time to, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, we're in the last quarter. We're about to kick off a new season once we have the autumnal equinox. Um, and yet this is still an important time to be wrapping up, you know, what are the things, um, you know, since May or June that, maybe didn't get worked on and needed and needs need to be, um, that this is an opportunity to really be working with that energy as well. Um, so the, the conjunction between the sun and Mercury taking place um, in Virgo, and that will be on Wednesday. Uh, and what's interesting about that is the moon will be in Gemini, which is the other... Mercury ruled sign. So I would definitely, and Wednesday is the day that is ruled by Mercury. So if nothing else, uh, Wednesday, September the 6th might be a day that you want to, um, you know, work on anything that would be a, uh, Mercury ruled situation. Um, but keep in mind with Mercury being retrograde, that could also be some bumps in the road, whether that's with travel, uh, communication, electronic equipment. <clears throat> so you just always want to make sure right now that you're double checking things, um, you know, before you hit the send button or before you step forward with the, oh, I know what that's all about. Um, and so, 
that's what's uh, pretty much taking place this week. One of the other big aspects we have this first week of September is, and again, this revolves around Earth signs, and that is that we have the sun having a trine to Jupiter. So Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter went retrograde, but Jupiter is kind of busy this week with um, Mercury and with the sun. Um, so we have the sun having its conjunction with Mercury. Um, and that's definitely, you know, a time to be seeing what is being illuminated for you, what kind of uh, communication or important information uh, may, may come forth. And especially over these next couple days, because not only are you going to be working with that energy, but while you're working with that Mercury uh, conjunction with uh, the sun that's also then leading up to the um, you know and the uh, and the building up to of the sun having a trine to Jupiter which will take place on Friday September the 8th and that takes place at 7:13 a.m. Um, the biggest thing to watch out for though with our sun Having a trine with Jupiter is just to make sure that you do not overdo on anything. Um, obviously, the, the sun is the uh, ruler of our vitality, our purpose, uh, the center, you know, our, our, you know, very much our life force. Um, and Jupiter is all about optimism and growth and expansion, um, you know, and, and even having, you know, faith. Um, and trust in all of those things. Um, so uh, the trying can definitely be, that's, you know, I, like I said, over these next several days, that's certainly a time to be, oh, what opportunities might be coming my way? Um, and then on the other side, just be making sure that you don't get into a situation where you're over-promising or over-committing yourself to, um, you know, a bunch of things that, um, either then somewhere down the line, uh, may not work out or that you'll realize that you don't have everything that you need in order to deliver what you promised. Um, and that part of what you want to keep an eye on with that too, is the fact that while the trine is a favorable aspect, um, Jupiter is retrograde right now. Um, and so you do want to just keep in mind that, you know, well, what is it that Jupiter's uh, asking me to do while it's in the sign of Taurus and while it has now slowed down um, and is moving in a retrograde fashion? Um, and so that would definitely be. But other than that, uh, you know, if there's anything that does come up and that really does appear to be a great opportunity and certainly something um, you know, that you're, that you're, <clears throat> you've been working on or looking for, then this is certainly a great time to be acting upon that kind of energy. Keep in mind the sun is in Virgo. That is a, um, earth sign. It is a mutable earth sign, which is all about being flexible and versatile and adaptable. Um, we have Jupiter in Taurus. Uh, Taurus, again, earth sign, all about you know, working with things that are grounded and stable. Um, it is a fixed earth sign, so it wants to be able to have, um, 
you know, dedication and purpose to what it is doing. Um, and so these two powerhouse planets are getting together to, you know, have this conversation with the trine. And a trine is all about, um, you know, that synchronicity type moment. There's, um, you know, something that kind of comes out of the blue that you don't necessarily see happening. Um, so this is a great time to just be aware of that. And what's important with the, um, to be aware of that with the trine is because the sun um, is going to have those trines um, while it is in, while it's in the remainder of um, Virgo as it continues to move through. Uh, the first trine that it is having is with Jupiter, and that is taking place on the uh, on the eighth. The next trine that it is having, the sun will be having a trine um, with Uranus, who is also in Taurus, um, is also retrograde. That will be taking place on the fifteenth. Um, and that's going to be powering up the new moon. <clears throat> the Virgo new moon is on the 14th. And so the Virgo new moon um, is taking place during the energy of Mercury getting ready to go direct, uh, which it does so on the 15th, uh, which is 421. And that's 421 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so you'll have Mercury going direct, and then you will have the sun having a trine with Uranus in Taurus. Um, the moon will be having a trine with Jupiter on the day of the new moon. Uh, so, and that happens right before the moon and the sun actually, uh, make their connection with their conjunction in Virgo. Um, so the 14th, uh, this new moon that takes place on the 14th of September, I will have a little more um, about that in, in the next uh, episode that I do. Um, but that could definitely be um, a, a new moon that, even though it's got a lot of Earth energy um, surrounding it, obviously it's a new moon in Virgo, Earth sign. Um, but, you know, just be prepared for a few surprises <clears throat> as you're going to be in the energy of Mercury getting ready to station direct and then the sun having a uh, trine with uh, Uranus, which um, obviously Uranus is the planet of invention, eccentricity, um, uh, revelation, surprise, um, so that should be interesting that, uh, in new moon, uh, time. Um, then what, uh, I, I want to run through here is then we have the Venus squaring Jupiter that takes place on the 16th of, uh, September, uh, is the, and I believe that is the third and final square between Venus and Jupiter. Um, I will double check that uh, for you before I get to the 17th, before I do that, that podcast. Um, but remember, Venus has been meeting up with Jupiter um, 
Yeah, and yes, I want to say that is the third and final one because her second one took place last month. Um, and this is, uh, again, this is now that Venus is direct, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we're in September and I'm in allergy season, uh, so my voice is going to be coming and going. Um, so yes, yeah, so we are, um, you know, working now with Venus being direct, being the ruler of the sign of Taurus, she is still in that process of integrating what she's learned about relationships and love and beauty, uh, finances, um, what she finds uh, worth her time and energy, what fulfills her. <clears throat> These are some of the themes that she was working with in... Um, in Leo while she was retrograde. Um, and so here she is meeting up with Jupiter for the third and final time on September 17th, where Jupiter will be retrograde. Um, and so this is, and that's why this is a great month to really kind of be integrating, um, you know, certainly with, because of Venus, which is, you know, one of our personal planets, um, you know, with her going direct, uh, it's really great to be able to take some time and say, what was that period like for me? What were those last seven weeks like for me? What did it help me learn about myself, about the way I am in relationships, about the way I respond to different experiences or setbacks? Um, and, and what is it I want to be doing as I move forward. Um, and so again, that is the 16th. Um, then we will have on the 19th, we will have the sun opposing Neptune. Um, so keep in mind, again, that's the sun in Virgo having an opposition to Neptune, um, <clears throat> which is in Pisces. And yes, Neptune is retrograde. Um, and so that's going to be interesting, that aspect, because obviously oppositions, um, you know, or when two planets are at the farthest end of uh, the, the conversation that they can be, um, that's they're 180 degrees apart. Um, but <clears throat> what's interesting about that, too, is that this is the sun having this conversation with Neptune and Neptune itself, you know, is the planet that, you know, yes, is about mysticism, um, but also about escapism. And so I always like to refer, you know, to Neptune as the, you know, the perfect analogy is, is the glass half full or half empty? Uh, Neptune very much, uh, operates with that, you know, well, this depends on, you know, the, the faith and trust that you have in the world and your view um, of how you see the world. Is it an enemy or a foe? Uh, is it an enemy or a friend? Um, and so what's interesting with the sun and Neptune, um, you know, the sun is, you know, our life force. It is our purpose. It, it, it governs our, <clears throat> our create creativity and our vitality. Um, and so those two, um, you know, it's going to really be a conversation that what is it, you know, 
that you've been working on, um, and and what have you been able to do with it? Is it something that really does just live in the dream world, or is it something that you can bring forth from that? Um, the sun would want to definitely be empowering us to find ways for that. Um, what is interesting about that aspect, though, is that the sun's opposition to Neptune is then followed on the 20th by the sun having a trine to Pluto on September the 20th. Um, so remember, Pluto is retrograde. Pluto has moved back into the Earth sign of Capricorn. Um, you know, Pluto is all about uh, transformation and regeneration. Um, Pluto is also about what is it that we don't want someone to know? What is it we don't want to talk about? What is it that's living in the shadows? Um, and here comes the sun, the um, bringer of light, uh, to have this conversation. And again, this is a trine. Um, so this is a favorable aspect because they are both in earth signs. Um, <clears throat> but here, you know, is the sun wanting to bring light to something that uh, Pluto is interested in sharing. Um, and so that is going to be very interesting because it could be something that you need to see uh, you know, a little more clearly uh, about something that might involve the, the Sun-Neptune uh, opposition. And so I will have more on that, but I did want to just make, uh, just make it clear that the Sun is going to be very busy having these three trines, um, having a trine with Jupiter on September the 8th, having a... Uh, trine with Uranus on the 16th, uh, on the 15th of uh, September. And then um, the last thing it will do while, uh, while it's in Virgo, um, closing out Virgo season, is then have a trine with the planet Pluto. Um, so <clears throat> again, a lot of Earth energy uh, Earth energy is all about what is it we can do to be practical? How can we ground ourselves? Um, and so uh, definitely be aware. Uh, and more, uh, obviously I'll have more as these dates are unfolding. Uh, September the 8th, though, the, this is the big one to just keep in mind right now with that, that trine, first up the trine with Jupiter. Um, and uh, again, Look for, you know, opportunities. That is a time that that can, can show up. But because it's a retrograde, uh, because Jupiter is retrograde, I'm also just wanting to put it out there. Like, again, just be careful about the over overdoing of anything, uh, which can really happen when you have these two powerhouse planets of the sun, the center of the universe, and Jupiter, the largest planet in the universe, uh, meeting up. Um, and so then on the 22nd or the 23rd, depending on your uh, time zone and location, we will then have the sun entering Libra that will kick off not only Libra season, 
but it also brings us the fall equinox and kicks off the season of fall. And summer will officially be over at that point. Um, then on the 23rd, we, ho- we will have Venus having a trine with Chiron. Remember, Chiron is in Aries. Uh, Chiron is retrograde as well. Um, and I will have more on that. Then we have Mars in opposition to Chiron. Now remember, Mars is in Libra. Mars moved into Libra the end of August. It was the 27th of August. Um, and so keep in mind, Mars' home sign is Aries. That is where Chiron is. So Mars is in the sign opposite his home sign of Libra. But that does not mean that we cannot get things accomplished. Libra is a cardinal sign, and it's also an air sign. Um, So air and fire work well together. Um, And Aries is the cardinal sign because it kicks off the season of spring, Libra is a cardinal sign because it kicks off the season of fall. Um, Obviously, though, for Mars, that's two very different types of energy that you're working with. But in Libra, um, and Mars, you know, obviously it's the planet of competition, of action. It's the planet of how do you get what you want um, when you see something that you want it. How you how do you move forth into the world to uh, get it? Um, so that's very much the energy of Mars, and in Libra, being this air sign, um, Mars can get a little stuck in his head. It can definitely be, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think uh, in Libra, I I, um, I feel like one of the things that happens with Mars is that it does tend to maybe think something before acting upon it. Um, And so that can be uh, a positive thing. Um, It does take more consideration and weigh, um, you know, weigh the possible outcomes or weigh the risk versus rewards when it is in Libra. Um, Your biggest challenge with Mars being in Libra would be uh, just making sure that you that Mars itself doesn't create energy that just has you stuck in your head. So the overthinking um, is one of the challenges to be on the lookout for with Mars in um, Libra. Keep in mind that Libra is a Venus-ruled sign, so Mars is um, in a Venus-ruled sign. Um, and again, like I said, this is an air sign, and so that makes it intellectual, expansive, and inquisitive. Um, and it's that inquisitiveness which can can work um, as long as, for Mars energy, you're in a situation where you ask a question, you get the information, you know, get the answer, and then are able to move from there, be able to have the action, because that's what Mars needs in Libra, is it does need to make sure that there is movement taking place while it is in Libra, and Mars will be in Libra throughout the month of September. Uh, It does not move into Scorpio until 
um, October, and I believe that is like October the 11th. But again, I'll be able to confirm that in a future uh, podcast episode. Um, and then we have, after the opposition with Chiron on the 24th, then we will have Mercury having its final uh, trine to Jupiter on September the 25th. Um, and Mercury will be direct by then. Uh, and then on the 29th of September, that will be the final Venus square to Uranus. So by then, Venus, obviously, <coughs> excuse me, Venus is, you know, direct, moving forward. It's definitely by the, you know, will be in forward motion. Um, and then she meets up to have her last, uh, conversation, her um, last aspect with Uranus, who is retrograde, but in Taurus, which is her sign. Um, remember that the squares are the aspect that likes to bring tension. There can be disharmony, um, but there's also an opportunity for solutions. That is the one thing with a square is that it can be challenging, but it is not challenging to the point where the energy says, oh, this just can't be, can't be worked or resolved. Um, and so keep that in mind. And then on the 30th, we will have Mercury having its trine to Uranus, and that will be the final trine between Mercury and Uranus. Um, and so it's interesting, this month wraps up a lot of conversations um, that have been going on throughout the summer um, because of Venus being retrograde and then Mercury going retrograde. Um, and so that is another thing that is important to keep in mind with this, um, this month. We have, like I said, the new moon in Virgo taking place on the 14th and then the full moon. And it's kind of funny because, um, I think it's kind of funny. We'll see how this plays out. Um, so we have the sun having a trine to Uranus right around this new moon. Um, because depending on your time zone, that's going to be taking place the 14th or the 15th for the, the trine with uh, Uranus. And then the full moon, which will be the harvest moon, takes place on the 29th. Um, and that is at 5.58 a.m., um, this is a full moon in Aries. This is six degrees of Aries. And what we'll have taking place then is uh, having that last Venus square to Uranus. And so Uranus has some energy um, around both of these moons, um, even though uh, it's not... Uh, directly related to this full moon, the fact that uh, you will be working with a uh, full moon that will be taking place um, at the same time that Venus will be having her last square to Uranus is definitely something to kind of, uh, you know, keep your eye on. Um, and then, like I said, depending on your time zone, then there is also the Mercury having 
it's um, trine to Uranus, um, and that's the 29th or 30th, depending on your time zone. So Uranus is definitely um, talking uh, to other planets. Um, the big one's going to be the new moon, though, because that is the sun and Uranus having a trine. And keep in mind, your new moons are when the sun and the moon are in the same sign and have their conjunction. And the full moons are when they are in opposite signs. And so that is where I'm going to leave that for right now. Oh, just one more note. This full moon on the 29th will be the last supermoon of the year. Um, and so again, I think this will be really magical because it's the harvest moon. Um, and so for the harvest moon to be a supermoon, um, I think that will make that very special. Uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still in awe of this supermoon blue moon that we had um, with this uh, second Pisces uh, full moon that closed out August for us. Um, I just had a, a really special time with that, so I hope all of you did as well. Um, that is September in a bit of a nutshell for right now, and then I will have uh, some individual episodes coming out that will give us even a deeper uh, look and deeper overview over some of the activity and conversations that are coming up um, for this month. Keep in mind, much of what is going on this month is also getting us ready for, um, you know, October, and October is going to be ushering in uh, eclipse season for us. Um, if you've been um, reading it and reading anything, you know, we definitely have um, the solar eclipse coming up on October the 14th, um, and so... Uh, that, and then we have our lunar eclipse coming up on October the 28th. And so, um, that's why I'm saying this is a bit of a quiet month, but at the same time, there are some very important conversations taking place. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of things that, um, are going to get wrapped up or, or, you know, some definitive answers, especially for anyone that really has felt, um, the Venus retrograde, um, you know, and, and these squares that she was having with Jupiter and Uranus um, throughout the summer. If you've been in that situation where you just felt like things were elusive or <laughs> not clear, um, I think this is the month where some, you know, some things will be more definitive and certainly there can be a bit more clarity to um, what is going on. Um, and I feel like you'll definitely start seeing that too, especially once we get, you know, Mercury, um, moving direct. And then that way, at least all the personal planets of Mars, Venus, and Mercury will all be moving direct for us. I want to thank you all for tuning in and supporting this podcast. This is a labor of love for me, um, certainly right now. I'm trying to kick that up a notch. Um, so I have, um, you know, a lot that I'm wrapping up this month. See where that ends up going. Um, but again, I want to thank you all for your comments, for your reviews, for your, um, you know, for your five stars. I also want to thank you for sharing this episode. 
um, and sharing this podcast. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you can follow me under Trisha Morrissey or under Rooted in Starlight. Um, on Instagram, it is trisha.morrissey.31. And if you want to email me with any questions um, or if you're interested in a consult, you can do so by reaching out to me at rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. Rootedinstarlight is all one word. Um, so rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone.